What's going on, Hardliners? Welcome to His Hardline for another episode of 1% with Him. Remember, every day we need to spend at least minimum 15 minutes with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Dig a little bit in the Bible and spend a little time in prayer, you know what I mean? If you can't do that, just join us here at His Heartline. We'll get it done. Drop. And don't forget to check out our website, www.hisheartline.com. We're happy to have you. Let's get started. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. If you're in that part of the world where it's evening, you're getting supper on the table, and you're about ready to conclude your day with a little relaxation and about ready to go to bed. So wherever you're at in the world, welcome. Glad to have you here. On this side of the world here in West Michigan, it is Thursday, October 27th, 2022. I am Jason, your co-host with God and Jesus Christ at my side because they're the ones in charge. They're the hosts. They are the ones at the wheel. So therefore, they are steering the ship through these crazy chaotic waters that we refer to as life. So welcome. Glad to have you here. Like I said, no matter how crazy life gets, it doesn't matter how big the swells get. It doesn't matter how insane things become. As long as we always put 100% trust in God and Jesus Christ, he will steer our personal vessel in that safe harbor so we can anchor, so we can get on solid dry land and finally have peace and refuge. And like I always say, that has a lot of symbolic meaning behind it. What do I mean? What I mean is when we get away from the storm and we get off you know, the crazy swells of the sea, it means we're moving from the law of the sea, all right, maritime law, to God's law, law of the land, common law. And that's what I, why I always say he will steer us so we can get on solid dry land. So again, welcome to his hard line. Glad to have you here. We're going to be reading out of the book of Romans today, chapter 15. Um, but before I get started... Just a couple quick little show notes here. Not really so much show notes, but just a couple reminders. If anybody's in West Michigan um, or even cares to drive from Central Michigan or Southern Michigan or from Traverse City, wherever you're at, if you want to make the jaunt to a really excellent Mexican restaurant called Don Luis, it's in Grand Haven. It's on the north end of town. So if you're coming from the north down south on 31, it's on the left-hand side of 31. If you're coming from the south it's on the right um really good good place that's where donna brandenburg who is running for governor in michigan she will be there from 5 p.m to 8 p.m so come join her meet and greet with her ask her some tough questions she will answer them she will not give you a politician's answer no answer that's not how she rolls you want to know why because she's not a politician she is a woman who loves her country she loves her state she loves the people in this state And she wants nothing more than just like Donald Trump than to give power, help restore power back to we, the people who are in assembly. Now, one way or another, that's going to happen. But she is definitely would be a big help in that process. So I suggest if you guys are sick and tired of the same old establishment nonsense, and I'm not trying to make this political because make no mistake, I have switched myself from being a very politically driven individual to now. I just want my fellow countrymen and women to be free. So come check out Donna Brandenburg. Meet her. She will answer the good questions. She's not a righty. She's not a lefty. She is a constitutionalist. She is a an American who just wants power back to the people. So check, come and check her out. We're going to probably maybe do a live broadcast. I know we're going to have Karen the Riveter. She's going to be there if you follow her on Telegram and her Substack. Um, there, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of people there. So my wife and I, we actually plan on getting her a little earlier. In fact, by about an hour so we can eat before the mad rush of people come in because I think it's going to be pretty busy. I got a lot of people from work that are interested in meeting her, friends and family. I had to, uh, it's funny, I had a friend of mine who is just a, you know, he's a staunch conservative, has always voted down the party lines red. He's always just voted Republican, 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 right? And, you know, I told him, I said, dude, I'm going to tell you right now, 
you know where I stand. You know where I used to stand. You know I had no problem debating a liberal all day long. And I loved it. It was something I strived to do because I knew my points that I made were solid and they were sound. And they weren't, you know, stupid. But, but, what I've come to realize within the last year since I've joined the assembly, it's not about trying to debate someone and prove your point. What I've learned, especially since I've become a member of the assembly, October 17th has been one year since I've joined, is that we really truly need unity in this nation, in our state, in our county, in our communities. Donna Brandenburg is one of those individuals that is definitely striving to do that. The right doesn't do it. The left doesn't do it. All they want to do is partner up with each other in the background and find ways to screw the American people over. That's what they're there to do. Now, Donna, on the other hand, because she is running underneath the tax party, the taxpayer party of Michigan, which is a constitutional party, she's running as an independent. I had a buddy of mine. He was like, yeah, but she's going to split the vote. I mean, we heard that whole, we've heard that all for the last couple of few months. Oh, Donna's splitting the vote. Donna's splitting the votes. Just like Ross Perot when he ran back in the 90s. Blah, 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 blah. No. Listen, the, the vote was already split. The minute they created a two-party system is, is, is the moment when the vote had already been split. And the moment they did that is the minute they split America because a nation divided against itself cannot stand. And if we do not unite once again as Americans like Donna Brandenburg has always advocated for, we will fall completely to our demise and destruction. Right now, we still have some legs that we're standing on, but for how much longer, I don't know. That's up to you, the American man or woman who, you know, should, like General Mike Flynn says, local action equals national impact. Get involved with your local county assembly which then, you know, allows you to get involved with your state assembly. Because it's we the people in assembly that truly have the power. We just have to learn how to wield that power. But we can't wield that power unless we have our numbers. Because we need to be constitutional. We need to be lawful with this. And we need to follow it perfectly by law. So come out to Don Luis again in Grand Haven. And if you're trying to find it on Google Maps, if you're trying to get there, use the maps. It's, uh, it's spelled D-O-N and then L-U-I-S, Don Luis. Great place. I suggest going there, especially if you love margaritas. I might have one. Just saying. I'm not going to party like it's 1999 and get trash, but I definitely might have one for sure. So anyway, so glad to have you here. Um, you know, I was just thinking, too, before I get on the reading, I was thinking about this when I was driving my semi about dreams, right? Like, you know how we all have dreams of wanting this, that, or the other? So a friend of mine that I used to work with, um, I'm going to keep his name, you know, private because he's a very private individual. But he and his wife, they don't have kids. They've, you know, ever since I've known him, and my wife's known him for many, many, many years. I mean, many years. He was a former Marine. He served his nation. And he's a good guy. He's a little lost. I don't know if he really has come to know Christ because he's, well, he's a very unique individual. He likes to have a lot of dark humor. But all that aside, I've tried working on him. And I've, I've, I've planted some seeds of, you know, of, uh, of God and stuff like that in him. So hopefully, you know, God will work on him on, in his time. But, but he always had a dream, him and his wife, about having a lake house, right? We all have dreams, whether if it's to have that car, right, that nice new car, right, or have that dream property, you know, by the lake or or to take, uh, I don't know, whatever your dream is, we all have them. Mine used to be to have a, you know, a, a, you know, a, a Ferrari 360 Medina, you know, nice red, you know, Ferrari red. And I always used to want to have a Zlander yacht, a 42 foot, 44 foot, you know, Zlander boat. It's about a million dollar boat. Beautiful, beautiful, classy looking boat. My wife and I both wanted one. You know, I had these dreams of this, that, and the other. Now, my buddy, same thing. He had a dream, him and his wife, about having a beautiful lake house. Well, not long ago, I should say about over a year and a half, two years ago, they moved from their tiny home 
uh, that they had. And it was a small home, but it was perfect for a couple with no kids. But they moved from their small home to this beautiful lake house. Beautiful. I mean, when I saw the pictures, I never had a chance to go out there and see it. But when they showed me pictures and videos, it was so beautiful because her house was like up on like kind of not really a, 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 a cliff, but it almost looked like it had one. But it was you know up on a hill and you can overlook the lake. It was just stunning. Something that you would see on a travel magazine for Tennessee. Just beautiful. And they lived there for a couple years, I want to say. Problem was for them, the travel. Because it, it was like an hour just to get to their place of employment for them. Yeah, they got their dream, but now that dream became an inconvenience. And so what ended up happening, long story short, they ended up selling that lake cottage, that lake house they had. And now they're living in an apartment somewhere in Grand Rapids. Well, Jason, what's your point? Well, my point is, because I, I was thinking about all my dreams I used to have. And when I talk about dreams, they're not even real dreams. They're just wants of materialistic items, right? And I started thinking about all this stuff. I'm like, you know, this world really doesn't matter. And by that, I mean the things in the world, the, the indulgences people chase after, right? That they try, to, they try to make all this money and they bust their hump and they pretty much work themselves into the grave just so they can have that brand new truck, just so they can have that awesome lake house, just so they can you know, do that one-year cruise around the world. Don't get me wrong. I'm sure all that would be fun and, and dandy and you know, enjoyable. I get that. Look, I ha- you're talking to a guy who loves sport cars. I love hot rods. I like Mustangs. I like fast cars. It's fun. But if you actually think about it, none of it matters. Because I think back on the two Mustangs and the pickup truck I had. And do I miss them now? No, not really. You know, these things that we think we want in the moment, that we're willing to enslave ourselves with, with debt, right? And we're willing to do whatever it takes to, to attain these things. Once we have those things, what ends up happening? Well, that new car smell ends up starting to fade away, right? The newness wears off, as they say. And the dream oftentimes starts kind of becoming almost a burden. And you feel empty again. And it wasn't until I found Christ... And realized that inviting Jesus in my heart on a daily basis was truly the fulfillment of life that I was looking for. Yeah, sure, all these things were fun to have, but eventually that void was still empty. And I didn't realize what that void was. I, at the time, I did. And now, now that I learned that inviting Christ is a daily uh, responsibility and a daily, well, and a daily honor. Let's call it that because it is an honor to have that relationship with Jesus Christ and to invite him into your heart. And so when you have that daily practice that takes place, everything else that you once thought was a dream that would be awesome to have or to obtain or acquire ends up losing so much value in your mind. Cause you're like, Eh, that's okay. Like my wife, like like and like my wife has never had a new newer car. Now for her it's a little different. She's always had hoopty pieces of junk. And plus her current car was about ready to go to, you know, to the you know, where junky cars don't live in the junkyard. But I wanted her to be able to experience something that was truly hers. And so I was like, all right, whatever. Get pick whatever you want. For me, I didn't really care. I knew what that feeling was like. But for someone to go through that experience of realizing, and she's not a materialistic person, so let me just get that straight. She's not a materialistic person, but she has always wanted to have something that she can call her own. That she's picked out something that was newer and not a hand-me-down. So I said, okay. And she knows where my feeling is on new cars. I absolutely cannot stand buying a new car because you lose so much money on them. <clears throat> but I figure at some point, She'll she'll come the same, you know, have the same experience that I have, like the newness will start to wear away and she'll see that. 
and everybody will see that in their own time. So my, my friend, when he, they sold their cottage, I asked him, I said, you know, why'd you sell? And he's like, well, it's just too far away from everything. And so, like I said, what one man's dream or woman's dream may be, or something that you feel like is missing out of your life and you finally acquire it, but then after a while it starts losing its uh, flavor. It's what that's, what that's kind of telling, what that should tell you is that you need something more in your heart to fulfill that heart. And that is why his heart line exists to help you invite Christ in your heart on a daily basis. Cause that is ultimately the only, only thing that will fill that void. So don't ask me what made me think of that. It just popped in my head. I figured that was the Holy Spirit trying to talk to me, say, hey, this might be something good for you to talk about. Somebody needs to hear that somewhere, I guess. I don't know. So so that now that I did all that rambling on for nothing, um, just FYI, too, because I do see her on here at 9 a.m., go to BNN. Even if uh, this show goes, you know, goes over past 9, go over to Brandenburg News Network. I'm going to try to make this quick so it doesn't uh, overlap. I sh- usually get on here about 8 o'clock. I was lazy this morning. And I stayed in bed an extra half hour. So that's my fault. <laughs> so, but go over to Brandenburg News Network. She's going to have Karen the Riveter over there on. Tomorrow I will be on there. Um, hopefully we don't have any technology issues. So, yeah, you know, because we know how the deep state hates the truth that we're putting out. Um, okay, so Romans chapter 15, New American Standard Bible, and it starts off verse one, and it reads, now we who are strong ought to bear the weakness of those without strength and not just please ourselves. Each of us is to please his neighbor for his good to his edification. For even Christ did not please himself, but as it is written, the taunts of those who taunt you have fallen on me for whatever was written in earlier times was written for our instruction so that through perseverance and the encouragement of the scriptures, we might have hope. Now may the God who gives perseverance and encouragement grant you to be of the same mind with one another, according to Christ Jesus, so that with one purpose and one voice, you may glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, accept one another, just as Christ also accepted us for the glory of God. For I say that Christ has become a servant to the circumcision in behalf of the truth of God to confirm the promises given to the fathers and for the Gentiles to glorify God for his mercy as it is written. Therefore, I will give praise to you among the Gentiles and I will sing praises to your name. Again, he says, rejoice you Gentiles with his people. And again, praise the Lord, all you Gentiles and let all the people praise him. Again, Isaiah says, there shall come the root of Jesse and he who arises to rule over the Gentiles in him will the Gentiles hope. Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that you will abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. And concerning you, my brothers and sisters, I myself also am convinced that you yourselves are full of goodness filled with the knowledge and able also to admonish one another. But I have written very boldly to you on some points so as to remind you again, because of the grace that was given to me from God to be a minister of Christ Jesus to the Gentiles, ministering as a priest the gospel of God so that my offering of the Gentiles may become acceptable, sanctified by the Holy Spirit. Therefore, in Christ Jesus, I have found reason for boasting in things pertaining to God, for I will not presume to speak of anything except that Christ has accomplished through me, resulting in the obedience of the Gentiles by word and deed, in the power of signs and wonders, in the power of the Spirit, so that from Jerusalem and all around, as far as, oh, I don't know this word, I'm going to botch this word, I'm sorry if I do, alert. Let's see, Elyricum, that is a really weird word. I think it's spelled I-L-L-Y-R-I-C-U-M. My apologies for that little blip. Um, I have fully preached the gospel of Christ, and in this way I aspire to preach the gospel, not where Christ was already known by name, so that I would not build on another person's foundation. But just as it is written, they who have not been told about him will see, and they who have not heard will understand 
stand. For this reason, I have often been prevented from coming to you, but now, with no further place for me in these regions, and since I have had for many years a longing to come to you, whenever I go to Spain, for I hope to see you in passing and to be helped on my way there by you. When I have first enjoyed your your company for a while, but now I am going to Jerusalem serving saints. For Macedonia and Achaia have been pleased to make a contribution for the poor among the saints in Jerusalem, for they were pleased to do so, and they are indebted to them. For if the Gentiles have shared in their spiritual things, they are indebted to do them a service also in material things. Therefore, when I have finished this and have put my seal on the fruits of theirs, I will go on by way of you to Spain. I know that when I come to you, I will come in the fullness of the blessing of Christ. Now I urge you, brothers and sisters, by our Lord Jesus Christ and by the love of the Spirit, to strive together with me in your prayers to God for me, that I may be rescued from those who are disobedient in Judea, and that my service for Jerusalem may prove acceptable to the saints, so that I may come to you in joy by the will of God, and relax in your company. Now the God of peace be with you all. Amen. And so that is the reading of chapter 15, verses 1 through 33. Now, but what does chapter 15 really try to tell us here? What is Paul what is Paul trying to tell us? Well, <clears throat> excuse me. Now, Romans 15 continues Paul's thoughts about those who are strong and weak in faith, like we were talking about yesterday. And it ends with the first of what seems to be several conclusions to the letter. Now, Paul wraps up how those strong in their faith in Christ should live in relationship to those who are weaker. Now, from Romans 14, we know that Paul equates strong faith with a sense of freedom to participate in things formerly forbidden by the law of Moses or Jewish tradition. Although Paul insists that those strong in faith should trust God enough to please others above themselves. Now, after all, our example is Christ who did not come to earth to please himself. We need to remember that. He did not demand his rights, but in fact, he did just the opposite. Well, what do you mean? Well, instead of engaging in conflict over issues of practice, you know, all Christians should make it our goal to live together in harmony and in unity, like I was just talking about earlier, glorifying God with one voice. How has God, you know, how has Christ welcomed us? We should do the same for each other. You know, Christ lived both as a servant to the Jews and for the fulfillment of all of God's promises to them. And those promises and prophecies included God's plan to one day include the Gentiles in his family and to receive praise from the Gentile nations. I truly believe we're just about there. I really do believe that. And so after praying a blessing for the Christians in Rome, Paul assures them that he is satisfied with their faith and practice, and he has written boldly to them about a few things. But he knew, he knew that they are full of goodness and knowledge, and they were able to teach each other. Now, Paul transitions into a discussion of his purpose in ministry, and he had been commissioned by God to bring the gospel to the Gentiles, the non-Jewish people, and to help their offering to God to be acceptable and sanctified by the Holy Spirit. Now, this is why he had been bold in instructing them in his letter. And so Paul declares himself proud of the work he had done. But he immediately insists that Christ is the one who has accomplished it all. Christ did it through Paul, using the power of miraculous signs and the power of the Holy Spirit. This is why I always say at his hard line that God and Jesus, they're the ones with the Holy Spirit. They're the ones in charge here, not me. I get so many people that text me and email me and say, wow, Jason, what another great show you did. And I thank them. I said, but that wasn't me, though. That was that was God. Okay, don't God working through me. Not to say that I'm God because I'm not God. 
but you know, the Holy Spirit working through me, I try to do my best to listen so I can put out what the Holy Spirit wants me to put out. I'm sure some days I fall short and I end up putting out what seems to be my own thoughts sometimes or whatever. But, you know, as far as Paul goes, you know, he knew that, you know, that his work, you know, so Paul knows that that was not his own power at work. He had that, you know, what do you want to call it? Realization. But still Paul was obedient and had obediently done what Christ sent him to do, taking the good news of salvation by faith in Christ alone to places where that message had never been heard before. Meeting people where they're at, right? And that mission has taken him all over his part of the world, and he has now run out of nearby regions where Christ had not yet been preached by him or someone else. And so Paul turns to his plans to visit Rome, and he longs to come and visit the Christians there on his way to preach the gospel in Spain. And he feels that the time is right. And now that every region near Jerusalem has been introduced to the gospel, he wants to come to Rome to enjoy their company and to receive their help with funding his work in Spain. Now, before he can come, though, he must make a dangerous trip to deliver a gift of financial aid from Gentile Christians to the poor Jewish Christians in Jerusalem. And so he asked the readers, his readers, to pray urgently for with him that he will be delivered from the unbelieving Jewish religious leaders who will wish to kill him, of course, and that the Jewish Christians will receive the gift from their Gentile brothers in Christ. And finally, he asked them to pray that once that is done, he will be able to come and be refreshed with them in Rome. Mm. I tell you that, you know, so there's something here that kind of caught my eye. I'm trying to find it. But you remember, let me see here. Let me, I'm doing a quick search here. Forgive me. Um, hold on a second, because there is something I wanted to make a point on. Hold on. There is something that just struck me when I was in the middle of reading that. I want to say... Hmm, I'm trying to find this one verse. I think it was in Luke. Somebody might be able to help me. So Scott on Bards FM always references a lot for, you know, where G when Jesus says that you will do greater works than, than these. Let's see here. I think you will do greater works than these uh, scripture I can't remember where it was at ah there it is john 14 12 yeah okay so let me pull this up because it just dawned on me so we're gonna go to the new american standard bible so it says Truly, truly, I say to you, the one who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also, and greater works than these he will do, because I am going to the Father. You know, some people might look at that and be like, what does that really mean? Like, we're going to do greater works than, than the works that Christ did. Like, what are you talking about? Well, as I was just reading this, it just dawned on me. So, like we were just talking about how Paul was going all over, you know, his mission was taking him all over his part of the world in nearby regions to preach the word, the good news, right? Preach the word of God in places that they've, you know, that has never been, right? And I started thinking about that. I was like, just as I was reading that, because in he, it's talking about his part of the world, right? He's obviously not able to go all over the world. But, you know, he's doing what he can in the area that he's at, working with what he has to preach Christ in all these places that have never, you know, that the message had never been heard before. And I started thinking about it. I started thinking about that, that John 14, 12. Right. Truly, truly, I say to you that the one who believes in me and the works that I do, he will do also and greater works than these he will do because I'm going to the father. If you think about the age that we're in today, 
We we have the age we are in the age of the internet, right? Instant connectivity. I started thinking about it. I'm like, man, I'm like, Christ was not wrong. Because if you think about it, he was only able to preach to crowds that were right there in front of him. That was it. And he went from town to town, right? Region to region. Here with the, you know, internet, which is part of the B system, you know, you got to find ways. It's like, God, you know, God using evil and, and using it for his good purposes, right? Taking evil and flipping it upside down. Because evil is really good at taking everything good and, and inverting it. Well, let's not forget the polar opposite is also true. God is really good at taking evil and inverting it and turning it to good. I think people forget that. We often hear that, oh, that's all Satan's, Satan does, and that's all these Luciferians do, is they take everything that's good and made by God and, and inverts it and turn, you know, bastardizes it. Yeah? Okay. Well, my God's more powerful than Satan and all his little Luciferians, and my God can do not only that, but better and greater. We, we can't forget that. And so this thing that we call the internet, yeah, it, it could be a blessing and a curse. And in this case, here I am, and here are many others that, that read scripture on the internet and preach the word of God on the internet to try to, you know, sow seeds of, you know, of Christ and to help people invite Christ in their heart. You know, you got the internet and we're spreading the word of God because like I look at the analytics on the back end of Podbean here. Because I like looking at those numbers to see how it grows. And my, oh my, I got to say, wow, these numbers are growing just insane. Not only are the numbers growing insane, I mean, you know, and granted, yeah, you could look at my numbers and be like, Jason, I don't know what you're talking about. You don't have millions and millions of downloads like some people do. That's fine. Of course I don't. This is only nine months old. It's a nine-month-old podcast. It's, it's still in its infancy. But I am almost at, I forgot I think, what did I saw? Like almost 32 or 33,000 downloads. I'm a nobody. I had no other platforms before. I was not on YouTube. I did not get banned off YouTube because I didn't have a platform on YouTube. I was not on anything else. I did not have a huge follow, you know, following in any type of social media. I was not an Instagrammer. I was not a TikToker. I was not any of those things. I was a guy that heard a message in my head, which I think was the Holy Spirit and God telling me, you need to get going on this because we got work to do here coming in near, you know, the coming months and years going forward in your life, Jason. So, and if you don't, if you don't act on this call, I will find someone who will. Well, here I am. And so, like Liz was just saying right here in the chat board, you know, you add light to the darkness. That's what we need to do. Because we were all born in a fallen world, we were all born in an area that they do absolute their absolute best to, you know, spread the darkness, if you will. Well, we have to be the rays of light that God sent here on earth, right? It's like Scott on Bard's FM always says, expand the kingdom, right? Occupy the land and expand the kingdom. I love that quote. Occupy the land and expand the kingdom. You really need to let those words resonate within you because it's, it's very powerful. And that's exactly what we need to do in this nation. That's what we need to do within our assemblies. That's what we need to do on the local level. It's what we need to do with our neighbors. Keep spreading the good news. I'm not saying take your Bible and smack people upside the head. No, that's going to get you nowhere very fast. Don't get abrasive. Don't get in people's faces. Don't be that evangelist says, well, if you don't believe this and you're going to go to hell. No, no, it's not how we do things. But at the same time, don't be a Joel Olstein and do a prosperity gospel too, because I think Joel Olstein's a Satanist myself personally. You know, it's like he only preaches gospel and, and prosperity. That's it. It's like, okay, well, I get God has infinite resources and God will bless all his children. But, you know, that's not to say that we're not going to experience hardship. That's not to say that we're not going to experience trials and tribulations in our own personal life. We have to. 
Christ struggled. Do you think he's not going to let us struggle? Darn straight we're going to struggle. It was designed that way. So anyway, but yeah, I just it just dawned on me when I was kind of going through that summary for Romans chapter 15 and, you know, about, I don't know, for some reason that, that John 14, 12 verse, you know, popped in my mind. I was like, huh, you know, because we are doing greater works here. And not just me, everyone here, you know, by sharing the podcast or by, you know, if you're a tick person that likes to go on TikTok and you like to spread quotes that you find, right, like uplifting videos, not trash garbage where, you know, where people try to go viral by doing these dumb challenges. You know, you may not be a podcaster or an influencer, but you don't realize how big of an influence you could possibly be on one man or woman just by sharing one beautiful scripture quote on some piece of social media somewhere right at the right time. And somebody on some part of the world just might need to see it at that very moment. And it pops up in their feed and it can mean the world to them. That's being a beaming beacon of light. So don't ever undercut what your abilities are. We all have the same capabilities. Remember, I'm a nobody here, and I remain. I, I, and I hope and pray that I remain a nobody among the people that come to this platform. I'm just a guy by the name of Jason Jones. That's it. Now, to God, I am definitely a somebody. I am. I'm a star in His eyes, and I know I'm His biggest fan. You know, He knows I'm His biggest fan, and I believe He's my biggest fan. And just as much, I He He is your biggest fan. We should not strive to have a big fan base. We should strive to have God be our fan. We want God to be proud of us. We want God to be extremely grateful and happy for the choice that we are making here in this world of glorifying him because he doesn't want to do it by force. He wants us to do it by choice, hence free will. Remember, the opinion of man and woman means nothing. That's why I think God called me to do this, because I don't really care what other people think or say about me. I put out my life out there so nobody can use my past against me. Yes, I was addicted to porn. Sure. Yes, I smoked lots of weed back in the day when I DJed. I DJed. I was in and out of clubs. Come on. Yes, I made poor choices. Now, I've never been arrested, proudly to say that. I've never been arrested, never spent a night in jail. But I made a lot of poor choices. Yes, I was promiscuous. Yes, I you know, drove drunk in my you know, 2013 Mustang. Thank God nothing bad or detrimental happened. I believe God was trying to protect me because I think he knew, well, not I think, but he knew that I had a purpose that he needed me to fulfill. So he was probably thinking to himself, all right, Jason, I can only cover your rear end only so much before something bad happens to you, man. You better, you better change it now and then cue up my wife. And then she came into my life back, you know, in my mid-20s. And now here we are, married eight years, been together 10 years. We have a six-year-old daughter, a beautiful, humble home, and a loving marriage that has more love in it now than we ever had from the first day we ever met. God works great. You just got to learn to listen to him. Follow your, you know, learn to turn the distractions and the noise off so you can hear God and the Holy Spirit. He will not steer you wrong. This is why I start the show every morning that he is steering our personal vessel, our ship, through these crazy chaotic waters that we call life. You put your faith and trust in God 100%. He will keep your vessel upright. He will steer you to that safe harbor so you can anchor and get your feet on dry, solid land. You have no idea how important that is for him because he has a mission for you too. 
Have you ever thought about starting a podcast? It's fun. Do you like to talk? Do you like to share stories? Do you want to share the word of God while sharing stories? I encourage you. We need more voices on the internet, more beams of light to shine in that darkness. I encourage each and every one of you. And it's not hard. Believe me, it's not hard. I always thought it was hard. It's not hard. Look, if a truck driver like me can do this, you can do this. It's so easy. Just start a, start a basic subscription with Podbean. I think it's like if you pay for the year, I think it's like $115 for the year. Have a solid computer. Most people have computers. And listen, let's just say you don't have a computer. Let's 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 think it even simpler than that. You could still do a podcast on your phone with the Podbean app. You still have to have your subscription so you have unlimited audio. You can buy a very solid microphone for about 60, 70, 80 bucks. It gives you some good sound quality that you can plug right into your phone and have like a little mobile studio. It's very simple. It's not that hard. But if you do it from home and you want to have like a little micro studio, right, in your basement or closet or wherever you have some space, a good solid computer, $140-$50 USB plug-in microphone so you don't have to worry about a mixing board or any of that, the Podbean app. So, I mean, total investment, assuming you already have the computer, you're looking at, I don't know, two hundred between $200 and $250. For a good solid microphone and headphones. And um, because you need headphones, believe me, you need headphones to monitor your 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 levels and your show. But you know, between a microphone and headphone, and you can plug your headphones into the microphone, so it's real-time monitoring, and then $115 a year for the Podbean app. And if you want to take it one step further, you can buy a domain name at like dinadot.com, choose ABC, you know, uh, XYZ podcasting. Dot com, and you could tag your Podbean channel to that uh, web address that you purchased for 10 bucks. So if your name is like Sarah Evans, right? You can Sarah Evans, good morning with Sarah Evans.com. And it'll take people right to the Podbean live, um, you know, channel. It's very easy. It's not hard. Getting started is what's hard for a lot of people. But once you get in the groove, don't don't overcomplicate the process. When I first started, I had no idea what I was doing. I had no idea, you know, what my intro music was going to be. Just get started. Start telling stories. You know, people will meet you where you're at and, and, and you will evolve. So if you need help, email me. Seriously. And my email is jmjdirect.com at protonmail.com jmj direct at protonmail.com that's it i encourage everybody to start a podcast we need more good voices out here so anyway we are going to do a prayer i've rambled on long enough here all right all right heavenly father we thank you as usual, for this day and another day of life and good health for ourselves, our family. And we thank you for the good word here that we read here today. And we just pray for your guidance. Each and every, you know, each and every step of the way. We thank you. Guide us, protect us, show us the way. Uh, we just we want to say thank you for, for all that you do. I mean, we can't say that enough. It seems like we repeat ourselves daily, but we have to. We, we need to glorify you, God. You need to know that we don't take these things that we do in life for granted. So thank you for all that you do. And we just pray for this platform. Pray that you, you know, we pray that this platform keeps growing with more, you know, followers of Christ and God. And... Um, yeah, we just, you know, we just, we just want to say thank you for all that you do, and we pray for this nation. We pray for the success of the assemblies. We pray for people like Donna Brandenburg, Donald Trump, General Michael Flynn, you know, Cash Patel, all these people out there. We also pray for our enemies. We pray for the people that are trying to take down this nation. You know, put stumbling stones in front of them so that they fail at their schemes and their plots, 
but we also pray that they can definitely turn their eyes to you, to your son, Jesus Christ. And we pray all of this in your holy son's name, Jesus Christ. Amen. And so that is all I have for you today, ladies and gentlemen. I would encourage all of you to go over to, uh, let me see here. I just looked in the chat board. Zero Michigan. Let's see. What's Proton Mail? Um, Proton Mail is kind of, uh, I think it's based in Switzerland. I can't remember, but it's um, it's another, supposedly it's another um, secure email. I don't know. I, I'm not so sure if it's really secure. I mean, what email really is secure, to be honest with you. But it's, uh, yeah, JMJ direct at protonmail.com. Um, I also have a JMJ direct at gmail.com. I check both of them, but like I said, one, I check more than the other. So it just depends. Sometimes it might take me a few days before I give people a response. Not because I'm that busy. I mean, I am busy, but not because of that reason, but sometimes I just miss emails and I don't read it. You know, I don't get in my inbox that all that often. <clears throat> so, but anyways, again, check, um, come out and meet Donna Brandenburg on Monday. Or excuse, Monday, my God, where's my head? Today, Thursday, October 27th, the Grand Haven um, <laughs> at Don Luis Mexican restaurant. She was there last week, Monday. They love her. That whole restaurant's giving her their vote because, again, she's not a far right Republican. She is not a far left liberal Democrat. She's an American that wants nothing more than people to have the power back in their hands. So come on and shake her hand, meet her, ask her the tough questions. I encourage you, and she would encourage you too. Ask her the tough questions. She will not squirm with the questions you ask her. She will be straight up with you with the truth because she is a woman of God. She does not squirm at the tough questions, and she will give you truth. So before we head out of here, I'm going to play her, her uh, vote for Brandenburg commercial, just so it's in the recording. But yeah, come come meet her. All right. Um, <clears throat> somebody was asking, does Donna know Tudor Dixon? Um, does she know her personally? I don't know. I don't think so. I'm going to say that's a no. Um, she knows of her. She's done her homework on her. She knows a bit about her. Does she know her personally? I don't think so. Um, that's my, I'm guessing, I'm guessing. Um, so yeah. And um, that's a, maybe a good question. I'll ask her tomorrow. Uh, cause I'll be on her Brandenburg news network tomorrow, but I'm pretty certain she doesn't. So, but, uh, I hope you all have a great day or night, wherever you're at in the world. And, um, you know, just remember, eyes up to Christ, you know, search within for Christ, invite Christ in your heart. That's the most important thing. And so with that, I hope you all have a blessed day. All right. Bye-bye. Ask yourself, are you better off today than you were four years ago? We have a Democrat governor and a Republican legislature. They all failed us. They failed us through the shutdowns. No one stood up and fought for us. They all laid down. They're one and the same. It's a corrupt uniparty. Hi, I'm Donna Brandenburg, and I'm running to be the next governor of the state of Michigan. The only true conservative, it would be my pleasure to serve with honor and integrity. In the United States of America, we are given opportunities that are unparalleled anywhere else in the world. And I want you to think about what would you like this country to look like? Your voice counts. We get to determine, because we the people are in charge, what this country looks like, what the state of Michigan looks like, and how it's run. Choosing a governor for the state of Michigan is a job interview. That's your job to decide who you want to manage your financial assets. We own this state and you get to decide how you want your state to be run. We are not a nation of political parties. We are Americans and it's time to end this nonsense of dividing us up and keeping us fighting against each other. We need to stand together as Americans fighting for each other to defend, to protect, to help ensure the opportunities that our forefathers enjoyed. They gave us everything we need to put this state back together. It's a wonderful time to be alive and we're going to do just that. We're going to put this nation back together. We're going to kick the criminal politicians out and those that have robbed from us for years and who have taken our rights, who have spit on our Constitution. The time is now and their game is over. My first responsibility as governor is to listen to what you want done, to find out what we the people want to have happen in this state. 
Your voice matters and what you think is important will be listened to. We will find ways to listen to every single one of you, aggregate that information, and do what's in the best interest of the people of Michigan. We the people standing together is the key to taking the state back and ensuring all of our rights are protected and that there is opportunity going forward. First and foremost, we have to have free and fair elections and they have to be honest. The First Amendment, your right to freedom of speech. You should be able to say anything you want to say without any threat or coercion hanging over your head. Second Amendment, the right to bear arms shall not be infringed, period, end of story. Constitutional carry, I think we should have tax credits for the purchase of firearms, ammunition, as well as firearms training. And I think all of these unconstitutional agencies need to get out of our state. We hang that on the 10th Amendment, asserting states' rights. There's so much we can do going forward. I love Michigan. I was born and raised here my whole life. I've traveled a lot. I've traveled all over the state. And this is a beautiful state to live. We are so blessed. It's time to take back the American dream. Our vote should never be motivated by fear. Vote your conscience. Vote Donna Brandenburg for governor of the state of Michigan, November 8th. Ladies and gentlemen, that is it for the day. Thank you for joining us here at His Heart Line. Remember, we need to spend at least 15 minutes each day with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. That is literally 1% of our time on a daily basis. Spend a little time in the Bible, spend some time in prayer. And you'd be amazed what Jesus will do to you. And don't forget to check out our website www.hishardline.com for all the latest updates.